And what's going on, my friends? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And I'm Miguel. And this is our episode, our 48th episode that we are making up from last Thursday. Uh, if you look in the, the live chat, you'll probably see um, last Thursday, literally as soon as we were about to go live, we both had stuff come up with our jobs um, and neither one of us were in the right headspace to yeah we got we got flam we got flam busted by that i don't even know if that was a word we yeah we, we so, got we got rammed up the ass so uh, it's fine so but happy sunday guys we're here to do sunday. another episode we're here to do to make up the episode and i know a lot of people were excited for about this one so for those of you who are watching with us you know hope you're excited as we are about uh dune and uh we also had us a couple other trailers that we want to talk about so yeah it, it ended up working out that that we had to push the show because mm-hmm. Uh, a new Resident Evil trailer dropped, um, and the Stranger Things. Yesterday was Stranger Things Day. Happy Stranger Things Day, belated Stranger Things Day. Um, what happened? Oh, there's a train. There's oh. our windows open right now, <laughs> and there's a train. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is that?" Um, but so yeah, it worked out because we're gonna react to the Stranger Things trailer. We're gonna react to the new Resident Evil trailer, and we're gonna review Dune, which was a wild ride. And that I, I, I'm gonna be straight up with you. I had no idea. I knew nothing about Dune going into this. I, 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 knew, I knew nothing about Dune either. All I knew is that people loved it. They were excited for it. They were like, this is way better than Star Wars, so to speak. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm invested. And uh, honestly, though, I think I can say for the both of us, both of us were kind of like um, lost. I had to watch it again to figure out exactly what was You watched it twice? I watched it twice because I liked it. I liked it visually; it was great, but I had to watch it twice to get a grasp as to what the fuck was going on. So. Yeah, it it was a lot. It was a lot of information very quickly, but mm-hmm. um, we're gonna get to all of that real quick. Halloween gruesome kills. What's going on, buddy? Uh, happy Sunday. Good to see you in the chat. Um, so yeah, Miguel, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm ready for this episode. I got. A, there's a lot of things we're excited for here. And uh, honestly, I'm curious to see how well I do in this Dune lore because this is this is this is out of my realm. This is out of my depths. I knew nothing of Dune until like a couple months when the movie was uh, advertised. If we're talking the lore, I'm probably going to do pretty crappy because I don't really I haven't read the book. I don't know. Not read the book. This this is the only one of the films I've seen. I know. I believe this is the second or third remake or adaptation of the book um and i was it's funny because i was just on the phone with my dad before um before we went live about a half hour ago and he was like i I remember doing he said mick jagger played the villain in which is interesting yeah that is hilarious it's really interesting to me like that seems like an odd uh i know mick jagger looks like he's died and (laughs) come back to life six times but um (laughs) I don't know. That's an interesting. I mean, that cool. I mean, it's just uh, it's interesting. I don't know. So yeah, it uh, is. OTR. Shun- oh, that's our buddy Krishan. I I'm not gonna oh, lie. Hey, it buddy. took me. A second. It took me up. What's up, Krishan? <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see um, you, man. Let me get my. I want to get the cast pulled up because I wh- Miguel. Let's hop straight into this Dune review because uh, there's a lot. <laughs> it's, there is. I don't a lot. really know. I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know where to start. Um. Uh, so okay this is how this is how i will start it okay let me just preface this by saying i am very new to dune and i am a star wars fan wholeheartedly so take that with as as you please 
That being said, I know Dune predates Star Wars by like a decade. So pretty much anything Star anything Star Wars was probably uh in, inspired by Dune. Right. So with that being said, it's safe to say that I did find like a new uh universe to delve into because again, it is yeah. dense. It's a lot to take in and just from this movie alone, visually speaking, it's beautiful. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, it's just a whole new world that you just got to build, which is something I always talk about on the podcast. Get out of here. (laughs) But you know what I mean, right? I always talked about before, like, if you're going to create a universe, you got to take the time to build it correctly. And I think they did do a good job in building it with this adaptation. Because honest to God, I mean, let's take a look at the planets that we have so far. Uh, You have Kation, which is like the emperor's home world. You also have Sardaukar. Uh No, you have a uh, Jedi Prime, Arrakis, and Caladan. Those are the those are the four that I that I heard in the movie. Do you follow me? Yes. Um, okay. Let let's let's do this before we get into our spoiler heavy stuff. Um, because I know we're gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's do little overview, initial thoughts from watching. Um in kind of a non-spoiler way, and then we'll move into spoilers in in just a minute. Um, So if you're new, if you have no idea what Dune was, like we did, um, Dune is based on a a novel, a 1965 novel of the same name. Uh, This was, I believe it was the second adaptation, a big on-screen adaptation of the story. And Mm -hmm. I thought this was really interesting, Miguel. I found this kind of in my my study for our review. Um, Originally... Dune was deemed unfilmable. Like they thought that there was no way it would transfer to the big screen because of how massive the story is, how thick the plot is and how many different characters, um, which is another thing. This is really an ensemble movie. Wholeheartedly, this is an ensemble film. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> it just yeah. because okay, obviously the movie is like it's centered around uh, Paul Atreides, who is like the father of uh, you know Oscar Isaac's uh, of Oscar Isaac's character. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Leto Leto Atreides, and you know they're basically they're basically they're... Uh, the prince and king of this world. And it's just one of the many kingdoms in this galaxy that is ruled by uh, the emperor. Which... And they're fighting. They're fighting for this planet called Arrakis. It. This is basically well, a huge sci-fi epic that follows this, is... this family as they fight for this planet. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a sci-fi-ish way. This is a sci-fi Game of Thrones in my head. If that makes sense, because you have houses, you have the king, the emperor, and you have uh, basically like I, I consider like Atreides, like, you know, House Stark. And obviously uh, the Harkonnens is like the Lannister, because what they pretty much preface in this movie was the Harkonnens had Arrakis. Like the emperor gave um, Arrakis to the Harkonnens. And they pretty much ruled the pl- ruled the planet because it was home of the spices. And if you guys know what the spices are, it's like crack and oil mixed together. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Because because it's like they they need the spice to travel in space. And apparently, if you if you like you know if you ingest the spices, you you get like 
future visions. You get like right. some type of like power. And if you are exposed to it too much, you, you end up becoming like the the people in Arrakis, which are called the Fremens, or I guess they get Fremen. blue eyes. Yeah, they get blue well, eyes because of so much exposure from it. Essentially, what kind of what I gathered um, was uh, Arrakis is this basically desolate, uninhabitable, almost planet. It's mm -hmm. dangerous. There are these huge, um, the war these desert worm things that were <laughs> blew they me away. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. That was a, um, but that basically, was what, what I was going to say right there, seeing the sandworms wholeheartedly, and spice is essentially. The, the way I took it was it spices the most valuable element known to man. It has scientific um, and like technological uh, properties to it. But again, like you said, if you ingest it, it also gives you abilities and you can do different things. Um, and essentially with this battle, the Paul, the main character, um, he keeps having these visions in his sleep that foreshadow like a conflict between the Fremen and his people and just kind of this whole worldly conflict over fighting for Arrakis and who gets to harvest the spice and things like that. Um, so that's kind of like the, the plot essentially of the movie is, uh, and it's funny that you had said um, you've kind of compared it to star Wars and game of Thrones so much, because honestly, one of the first things I wrote in my notes as I was watching it and Julia kind of watched it on and off with me. Um, and she can attest to this. I said, this is like a weird mixture of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Mad Max. Like, if the three of them had a mm. child, like, this would be that baby. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I, Sean over at Fandom Empire actually said the same exact thing. And I was like, I, see? I was like, it, it's literally like the three of them combined into one thing. It's, it's very strange. That's, that's, that's hilarious to know because Dune, like, predates, like, all of the rest of those stories. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Well, if Dune came out in, what, 1964, 65, then yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. So that means Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Mad Max, however else you want to compare it to, all of that probably got inspiration from Dune itself. And, and like, what's the, what's the other movie? Like, Waterworld, Westworld, or something like that? Waterworld, yeah. Waterworld, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like a, dy it's that future dystopian thing. Right. Waterworld which, is a great movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it just threw me for a loop. It's just a lot about the atmosphere of it. It's not the fact I'm not saying it threw me for a loop in a bad sense. It threw me in a loop in a good sense because it just introduced me to this whole new world that I'm completely unfamiliar with, but I'm enticed by it. Yeah. Like each it, it, world in and of itself. Like I said, with Jedi Prime, Arrakis, and Caladan, all of them look beautiful. All of them have their different um attributes that make them different. And you know, like you just jump between worlds and it made it so it made you immerse in it so much. And it actually makes me really sad that I wasn't able to see this in theaters. I'm sorry, guys. I had to watch this on I, stream. I had to watch this on HBO Max. But holy shit, I can't imagine how absolutely incredible it would be to watch this. Well, in the and theaters. that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I would say and kind of our overall non-spoiler thoughts here is visually the movie is stunning the way yeah. it's shot the cgi um this has definitely got like um uh, an avatar like if you remember watching james cameron's avatar for the first time how stunning that cgi was and it was state-of-the-art um and i know i mean we've uh you know we've 
I mean, we've surpassed that level of CGI now in films. But I mean, when I, I when Avatar came out, that I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was supposed to be like a really big deal in terms of like how state of the art that CGI animation was. Um, Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, that was way ahead of its time. Like James Cameron really went for it and it worked beautifully, which makes me think like how different uh, the rest of the sequels that they have, you know, the five right. or 10 other sequels yeah. coming up. It'll be interesting to see how the CGI changes because I mean, look at Star Wars, look at Star Wars, look at a uh, Toy yeah. Story for a matter of fact, look at uh, Lightyear, the new movie coming out. Fucking hell, that, C- that CGI and animation looks beautiful. So obviously, if you were to compare this from, you know, the original film adaptation of Dune compared to this one, it's black and white. Like, visually speaking, it looks completely different. I can't and... compare the two. I know I did remember reading that they did very intentionally try to bring this adaptation, like, really into the 21st century. Like, a lot of the concepts, a lot of the the technology, the design, set design, um, they're... they're their tech and the way that they spoke and interacted and things like that. They really tried to push the futuristic um, vibe that you got from it. And, and, and they did a really, really great job. It was um, like, how can I put this? Like, cause you know, this movie really do the Dune universe. Isn't as, how can I say technologically as advanced as you would say, like star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like well, Dune, Dune universe though? a little bit because if you notice, um, okay, let me tell you this. Did you see any computers in Dune? I, I'm not gonna lie. Part of it's like I would have to watch it a second time. Yeah, really well, I told Brad, in. I told I Brad mean, this in the middle of the movie. I was like, bro, this is straight up a fever dream too. Like this is something like <laughs> I can't really comprehend right now. I feel like I woke up and I'm just like. Where are where am I? The, but I will say that's the, one thing the, I noticed. There yeah. is there's there's I saw that in this Dune universe. There's no like, uh, there's no 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 like computers or artificial intelligence or super computers or anything like that matter. There's none of yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. There there wasn't there's very no, much that it was more about the people. I, I think the the biggest technological things were their weapons. I don't even know um, about that. I don't know. I thought the weapons were pretty I mean, cool. yeah, the aircrafts and everything were obviously, you know, they have pretty surpassed uh, transportation capabilities. But whenever, like, it came down to, like, the battles, it was all hand-to-hand combat. They used sticks you know. and stones. I mean, so that's to speak, fair. So to speak. It, it, they basically used, like, swords, and they obviously, obviously they had their protective shields and all that, but there was no, like, there was no typical warfare that you wouldn't think of. The warfare right. that they had then, it was like a combination of like air superiority and like pure uh physical like combatants, like taking on one another. And I at first I was like, wait, where the fuck are the guns? Where's all the like the lasers and all that shit? Obviously, completely different movie. Yeah. This ain't Star Wars. But I, well, I was I was surprised to know that, to to know mm-hmm. that this is the route Dune took. For me, on my first watch, the, the the biggest negative I had, and really, this isn't a negative. This is more of a me personal thing. Um, there weren't really any negatives I had about the film. There wasn't anything where I was like, oh, I don't really like that creative choice because it's a very overwhelming story. And mm-hmm. you know, like Julia said, is it kind of like Harry Potter, where 
you know what they always say if you haven't read the harry potter books it's like you're missing so much like you don't you know nothing you know nothing <laughs> like you if you nothing, haven't read no, the harry not. potter books yeah um but i this was different you know i feel like harry pot the harry potter films at least lay it all out there pretty much for you mm -hmm. um even if it doesn't explain everything this film moves at a much slower harry potter moves at a much slower place pace than dune does dune is so fast paced there's not really a lot of time to sit with the characters before it's like boom things are happening to matter you know what i mean yeah um, it was like it was literally like that, like with paul especially when him and his mom uh which rebecca ferguson was fantastic in this film mm -hmm. i i love i i love her she um my introduction to her was when she played the the vampire in doctor sleep and i absolutely adored her character i think she's fantastic um but I, when they were sitting at the table kind of having the conversation, the first 30, 40 minutes of this film had me like, what is like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, and it, it, it's like ignorance on my part. I mean, Harry Potter, I feel like you sit with the characters for longer and you get to know them before things start to matter and like important things happen. Dune, it's a lot of information like very quickly with no time to process it. And I mean, the, the intensity of the lore is a great thing for somebody who's read the books or who is really into the the franchise already and into the story for me it was hard to follow so that was kind of my biggest gripe i guess i would say with the film you know what i mean yeah and again that's want... not really it's not a negative it's not something they did wrong um props to them for i mean for going and taking the leap to try to put shove so much lore into that film um it was just, it was a lot of information to process. So that was kind of my biggest like negative piece of the experience of watching it for the first time. And yeah, I would agree with you to, to a certain aspect because I don't know when, cause when, you, when I watched uh, Star Wars, I knew what was going on. When I watched Harry Potter, I knew what was going on because I had information to preface it with. Right. And Dune, I just jumped in. I just said, okay, I'm sitting down and watching it. I didn't read no. I didn't look up. I didn't look up Dune explained in five minutes until after the movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I just and I purposely... went in there not knowing anything purposefully. Yeah, so I don't know about I, you, but I very purposely like didn't. I didn't watch any reviews of it, mm -hmm. and I didn't read comments. I didn't do anything like that because I was like, I just want this to completely. If it's gonna like completely turn me on my head, then like let it turn me on my head. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I was slightly spoiled a little bit. When the movie came out, because I they found I found out like this was technically a prequel slash this is half of the book, so to speak. So right. I was just like, okay, cool. I guess. I mean, I don't know what that means for the story as a whole. Yeah. So I just uh, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna watch it. But uh, yeah, it's not the to spoil anything. Like fucking hell i'm excited for the for the next movie to come out and for any other stuff to come out by the way there's uh lady jessica the people she's with so to speak it's like are they the weird cloak like like weird nun looking yeah that, okay. the illuminati of dune yeah. so to speak that's the best way i could explain it to them they're having, we're gonna they get have, into spoilers in a minute yeah so hang tight yeah. on the spoilers don't well yeah it's, this this isn't a spoiler but if you watch the movie you know the group I'm talking about. They're going to have their own spinoff. Right. Yeah. They're going to have their own spinoff. So I'm just like, all right, I guess. 
That's cool. More information to delve into. Oh, okay. My bad. But yeah, so the company that the the group that Lady Jessica is a part of, like I guess they're a part of this whole Illuminati thing that's like controlling the universe in their own world. So the fact that we're gonna get an entire show based on them sounds like this universe is just gonna keep on expanding. Like this is only gonna get bigger and bigger. So yeah. you better watch out, Star Wars. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, to to kind of for me to kind of wrap up like the things that I liked in our like non spoiler review. Um, we already kind of touched on this visually. It's stunning. It is a visual masterpiece. And I know so many people are saying if you don't see this in the movie theater, you're doing, you're doing yourself, yourself a, a disservice. A disservice in your experience of watching Dune because it's so grand and. Um, I mean, everything from the scenery, like seeing the big sand dunes and seeing uh, one thing that kind of shocked me. We're not in space very much. That kind of threw me off. I expected us to be in space more. I I don't know. I guess I don't know why, um, because the trailer gave me such Star Wars vibes when I watched it the first time. Uh, Watched the trailer the first time. But we were not in space very much. Uh, But the scenery, even the the interior of the rooms, like it, it felt it felt very interesting and it was very different. And I really, really liked the visual aesthetic. I liked the way it was filmed. I liked uh, the, the, the color choices and the um, just the way it looked. I mean, again, it is a visual masterpiece. The cast was amazing. What do you think of the cast? I thought every cast, cast member did a really great job. You, you know, cast usually with ensemble films, we just talked about this with Halloween kills. <laughs> usually with ensemble films, it's like, there are big positives and big negatives. I actually thought that every single character was very well done. Um, and of course, uh, some got more screen time than others, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every single ca- the the chemistry between the characters, the chemistry between um, Timothy Chalamet and Oscar Isaacs was great. Uh, the chemistry I love their between relationship, man, it was fucking the, great. I, I love the. Well, I can't say that. That's spoiler heavy. Um, the chemistry, both of his parents, between Oscar Isaacs and Rebecca Ferguson with mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet was incredible. I mean, every time there was a really emotional scene, there's one really emotional scene between Paul and his mom. And of course, I'm not going to spoil that until in a few minutes from now. We're going to talk spoilers um, real briefly. But there's a scene between them that's very emotional and very uh, gut-wrenching. They, they both kind of realize things at the same time. And it was it was great. I mean, it was a really, really great scene between the two of them. Um, well, that's his alarm, guys. Show's over. It was great. No scene, you guys. Do it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the score. I was waiting for was you to really talk about great. that. Fucking hell. It was great. The, I And I don't know. It's not my favorite Hans Zimmer score. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more low-key than some of the other things that he's done. Um, I We've talked about this before. I'm a music guy. Like, I am a huge... I'm, I'm a music teacher, first of all. But also... Um, like the sco- film scores are always something that stick out to me and that I'm always kind of listening for. Uh, I mean, again, like you, you hear, you know, filmmakers say that they're like, like they, their film experience is almost slightly skewed because like they're looking at like camera angles and how things are lighted or lit and how things are shot and stuff. Um, and I, my ear really goes to music a lot of times. And I really liked a lot of what Hans Zimmer did. I think for this story and this film, the low key score um, really, really worked. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but kind of watching, especially it didn't hit me until the end because the score at the end of the film, kind of at the finale, 
in the final scene is massive. I mean, it's just like bass rattling, massive score at the end of the film. And it really grows. Like the whole film, the score grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until that peak. And then it just stops. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of, um, that that's almost kind of how I felt about the film. The movie almost feel, almost feels like a prequel. Would you agree with that? It's because it is a prequel. Is it though? Is it the pre I don't again, I don't know. Is it the prequel I to another book or is it the prequel to the second part of Dune? It's the prequel to the second part of Dune. That's something because a lot me, of people that's something a lot of people were thrown off by. They're to surprised. me there's a difference though between a part 1 and a part 2 and a prequel into a part 1. You know what I mean? Like there's a if in my eyes there's a difference there. I feel like okay, a prequel well, is setting something up Part one is part one. You know what I mean? Okay. It's it's the Deathly Hallows part one. It's Infinity War. It's there. There has to be something else. A prequel is setting up. I don't know. That might be dumb. You might, if you're in the chat, you might completely disagree with me. But that's kind of like how that that's how I kind of think about it. But this felt, um, it it felt a little prequel esque, and that and that's not a negative thing. I don't say that to be negative at all. I think it was great. Um, it just it, it felt kind of prequelish to me. It sounded, it felt like a part, okay, I could say it sounded like a part one, if, but I think overall in my head, it, it felt like, it felt like a TV series, so to speak. Like, it was like for things to come, it was like this entire movie was like, you could split this up into like different episodes and it would probably work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it had different aspects of different elements in the story that you could cut up and make it into episodes. And at the end, the way it ended, I'm sure a lot of people that, you know, are Dune uh, fans were probably upset with the way it ended because it ended so like a, like at the peak moment. You know what I mean? Well, here's the like, deal. Like where, where big things are coming, like huge changes are happening, and then boom, done. Here, here's the reason why I say it's prequel-ish. Um it, it, it's really it's really how the film ends that makes it feel prequelish to me um and it is a complete story i i will say if if you're kind of on the fence about it um dune is a th this film dune part one is a complete story in and of mm -hmm. itself yeah paul's entire goal from the beginning of the film to the conclusion was to get to arrakis and to find the fremen and I guess that's kind of a spoiler. Sorry. Uh, I know we're not really at the spoiler part yet. He does accomplish that goal. It is a full story in and of itself, but there is more. There is still more to come, which is way why more, apparently. Um, I, yeah, I guess way more. That's kind of why it feels privileged to me unless part one, um, because of how abruptly it ends. And I will say the ending does feel very abrupt. Like it leaves me kind of like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, yeah. you want more, you want more, you want more, and then it just kind of stops. Pretty uh, much, But yeah. it makes sense as to why it stops the way <clears> it does. So, a lot of really, really good things with this film, man. Um, let's... Do you feel okay with moving into spoiler territory now? I'm okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Alright, so, be hard. if you... I, I know, I, and the, the, honestly, we're kind of going to be building upon a lot of the same things that we just said, mm -hmm. but if you have not seen Dune, if you have... If you're new to the franchise, if you want... To, your, if this is going to ruin your experience watching Dune for the very first time, uh, 
goodbye. <laughs> Come back. This goodbye. video will still yeah. be here. Uh, by the way, if you are watching right now, please leave us a like uh, and consider subscribing to our channel if you have not already. That really helped us out a whole lot. Um, so, Miguel, uh, spoilers. So, let I, one of the things that I really enjoyed the most was this subplot of Paul figuring out his abilities. Um, like the no, scene, fig figure the, out the scene his that purpose. I was. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's purpose. almost it's almost his a underlying cool thing, purpose like, that he did not know that he had. Yes, and, it's the and, same premise of like Harry Potter finding out that he's the one who lived. Like right. Paul Atreides wasn't supposed to be born; he was supposed to be a girl. Yeah, and apparently the, that threw me off. Yeah, that whole thing with the strange the the whole Illuminati from, thing, the witchy nun women. I was like, yeah. what is going on? You know, I couldn't really comprehend what was going on with Delay. Just I kind of just like threw it on the side. I was like, okay, look, I'll figure this out later. Let me just focus on the actual story right now because <laughs> it was fucking me up the entire time. His dreams, the visions. And then Lady Jessica and the nun, like, I could not comprehend what was going on. I was like, okay, let me just focus on uh, um, the um, Atreides and Harkonnens. And they're over here looking face. like they came out of the Conjuring universe. Like, the nun walked yeah. off her face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, I really, the strongest storyline, because there were a few different storylines kind of woven in throughout this. Um, and I, and I, obviously, this was intentional because Paul is the main character. I really, really enjoyed his journey from the time where, again, it, it's almost, uh, this is almost, uh, you might laugh at me for saying this, this is almost a coming of age story for Paul. Because again, he, he doesn't know his purpose. I, I loved the scene when he, he went, he met his dad at the graveyard before they left for Arrakis. And he's, you know, his dad is showing him the ring or whatever. And he's like, you know, this is all going to be yours one day. You're going to be a leader. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I want that. Like, I don't think I do want that. I, I mm -hmm. want to do my own thing. Um, which I really appreciated because I guess this is kind of stereotypical, but typically you get the whole, like, it's your destiny. Like you have to, you know what I mean? Like you have to become the leader. You have to live this life. You have to do this. And his dad was like, okay, if that's not right for you, like, I get it. Like, you, <laughs> but it, it was cool though. Yeah. Like it was a really good, tender, emotional scene between the two of them because his dad was like i trust that you'll find your own way to whatever you're supposed to do like and that's okay um and of course we really saw him but then grow again that lot. was thrown out the water too by the fucking illuminati because then at the because after that conversation whenever he had he a, well whenever he had to do the test and uh when he had to do the test and they were like okay well i guess he can live i was like what and he's just, don't worry. In your in your uh, in your journey to Dune, everything is laid out for him. So he has the destiny. The nuns gave him something to right. follow. So I was like, wait, what the fuck? So he's but just I'm a saying, pawn like, in this grand scheme, I guess. No, I didn't get that at all. I think he still has his. I think his destiny is to become a leader. He just had to. I, I think that scene with his dad was more. His dad was essentially saying, "I do think you will be a leader." But I trust that you're going to figure that journey out for yourself. And I okay. think this film, especially like, you know, him kind of having to roll with the punches with his dad dying with the attack, losing uh, baby face Jason Momoa, which Jason Momoa <laughs> needs to never shave his face ever again. Um, <laughs> although I thought he did a great job in the film. I loved him. Yeah, Duncan. Uh, 
Uh, especially even at the end of the film when um good lord my phone well, that's will again not that's all the time have, guys so um at the end of the film one of my favorite scenes was when he battles the the fremen dude I, I i don't know names i'm sorry uh when he battles him and he's like you know he's never killed a man before and he doesn't want to but again that's showing his inner strength he's having to muster that and he's having to kind of figure out who he is and be like you know what i have to do this like and boom he does it and he kills him um and again i it, that whole subplot of him figuring out not only his abilities with the voice um but also trying to figure out who he is and trying to be like you know again the one of the first scenes of the film was him telling his dad i don't know if i'm a leader i don't know if i want to live this life i don't know if i want to do this and the final scene is he's like i'm gonna be a leader like i'm gonna i am going to finish this um, I'm going to do what my dad wanted. I'm going to honor him in that way. I think that was really, really great. Um, and I love, that was my favorite arc of the entire film. Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> That's a, that is an interesting concept the way I, I, I agree with you in aspect. That it is a coming of age to a point where it's like, I wouldn't consider it coming to age. It was it's him, to a point, you know, it was, it was him basically just like destroying who he is now. Right. To become something completely else. Because in that scene, at the final battle between uh, Paul and the uh, the other Fremen that challenged him, the, there is, there, you heard the voices saying, uh, he must die. Uh-huh. And I think that was pretty much uh, hinting, to the, hinting at the idea that Paul is killing Paul Atreides. Like, right. when he kills this Fremen... He's killing uh, who he is previously, and he becomes, uh, I guess, Rebirth. whatever. The Fre- yeah, he, re- he he becomes the the name the Fremens were calling him. Like you know, I don't I don't know what it was. It was like some like yeah. uh, chosen name or something like that. I don't. I don't so I'm after pretend yeah. to try to know what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, completely were throwing me off. But it was pretty much it was pretty much the way I considered it too. It was a coming of age, but it ended with. Him destroying an older version of himself to become something more, yeah, and uh, yeah, I can I can agree with you on that aspect. What I wanted to talk about was the uh, so we talked about you know Atreides, and the planet Caladan, and Oscar Isaac's character, and how noble they are, and how willing they are to take the call to serve their purpose for the emperor all just to get fucked in the ass in the whole movie by basically being betrayed by their emperor and the harkonnens and the sardaukar i was what did you think of stellan skarsgård and dave batista's whole first of all stellan star stellan skarsgård is a good villain man he he he, looks he's a impressively disgusting how can I he say did. that? When, like, I thought he was just like a bigger kind of blobbish guy. Um, but when he stood up and like hit, it's weird though, because it's not like he's just tall. It's like his body is like, like, it's like weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's very, it, it's strange. I don't know. <laughs> it looked, kind of, every time yeah, I saw him, like I was a kind blob. of like, Ugh. yeah, like it just, he, it looks nasty. He looked like your typical uh dystopian era villain jay dead see you buddy all right Glad take care jay dead. for a little bit but um, uh yeah um i thought he name? did a Stellan? great job though Stellan, i think oh his yeah. name is 
the character's name is Vladimir uh, Harkonnen. So He's Vladimir the Emperor, Harkonnen, right? Huh? He, is he no, the emperor? No, that's not the emperor. Who is no? The em- what is um, his what What's his actual? Let me. I have it here. Um, Stellan, his the name, Baron. His real the name. Baron. Okay, the yeah. Baron is the the main, but he's the Palpatine. I would assume, kind of villain. Nah, I don't know. I I'm not going to try to connect this anymore with Star Wars. This is this has gone far enough, so to speak. But uh, yeah, the Baron is. He's just such a gruesomely scary individual, and I can't get over the fact how he has a power <laughs> known to him. He has a power. He holds some type of power that I that we can't comprehend right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, also really about appreciate, him in his presence. I really appreciate with his character that it left me asking a lot of questions about the villains. Mm-hmm. We knew they were the villains. We we knew some things. We know that they want the spice and they want control of Arrakis and things like that. Um but we don't really know very much. We know Dave he uh Stellan the the Baron is Dave Batista's uncle. Um but even a lot of things with him, like I, I thought when uh in the scene when Paul's dad bites the the fake tooth with the with the gas in it, mm-hmm. uh, he knows he's gonna die. And the guy was like, you know, I brought him to you so that you would release my life or like wherever. And he said, "I'll I'll well, I forget what he says, but he's basically like, I said I would I'll, release I'll, re- I'll release your wife and you can join her, right? And then he so kills him. Her. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I was like, we're going there, man. Like we're we're gonna go ahead and take it there. So um, we know and- we now know that the Baron is someone that's not. That doesn't live up to his promises. Like he's not that type oh, yeah. of bad guy. He's strictly he's, a he, rotten will he, backstab you and take back on his word. Yes, an individual. He doesn't have there. There's. I don't know. I'm not sure what the right wording is. Um, but there there are a lot of questions with him still. Like, what is he? Is he like what? What literally? What is he? I mean, he he literally just looks like a blob. Even when he stands up, he was almost like. <laughs> like he just it's just like this strange blob that just like rises um yeah and even after the gas when they found him and he somehow survived the the gas thing that killed everybody in the room uh when dave batista is like uncle and he comes in and he's like what do we do uh and he comes up out of like the bubbly goo or whatever and he's like kill them all and he just like goes back under i was like what is not, going on like what is whatsoever. this he, he, know, he makes a point. Strange. He comes in, makes a point, and then disappears. That's usually yeah. the way it goes. And obviously, villain, yeah, obviously the Baron, uh, the Illuminati witches, and the Emperor—they're all working together to Do you to think? basically fuck over. Uh, yeah, did you not know that? And like in one of the scenes, that nun that tested Paul, he went. She went to uh, to uh, to Jedi Prime to meet with the Baron. Mm. So obviously they're they're in cahoots with one another. The Illuminati. In co- in I don't fucking know. <laughs> it. I feel bad. I feel bad for Atreides because they really got the shit into the stick. They were sent to Dune with terrible equipment. They were sent there to fail, and essentially the Emperor was like, "Okay, well I guess Harkonnens, you can you can uh, invade them and kill them all. And guess what? We're gonna help you." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. Like I felt so bad for Oscar Isaac's character because he was honestly trying to be noble. He was trying to do his duty for the emperor, all right. just to get fucked over. And I yeah. kind of got that sense in the beginning. Whenever the you know the the emperor's um, 
I guess, uh, posse or whatever came by to like say, hey, you need to sign this. You're going to control the dune. Mm-hmm. The way that whole situation was, I was like, oh, God, you guys are going to get so in trouble. It was the same <laughs> way. It was the same premise as like um, um, bruh, King Baratheon telling uh, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot his name in Game of Thrones. The father of Jon Snow and all of them, Rob Stark. The father Stark, when uh, Baratheon offers Father Stark to be the hand, like yeah. it was like it was like, oh, the Starks are gonna get fucked over as soon as they go south to uh, you know to the Red Keep. So it's like mm-hmm. it was pretty much the same premise. So like I kind of got that weird vibe. I was like, oh, the Atreides are gonna get so fucked if they go yeah. down there. And it kind of and and as you gather throughout the entire time when they were in there. You know, assessing the situation, trying to you know make inventory of everything that's going on, you could kind of see that things were not going to work out for them at all, and uh, it kind of got me wondering, like, what was the whole plan? Like, what's the emperor? What's the baron? What's the Illuminati's plan for just fucking over the Atreides family? Like, I don't know. So that's something it, we're going to delve in. One of my biggest compliments to the film is that it did leave me wanting more. Like, I do genuinely want to see. Um, the where the sequel goes. I want to see what new characters were introduced to. I want to see um, what happens now that Paul and the Fremen are kind of together and that they're they're working together. And uh, I want more of our villains. I want to know more about him because mm-hmm. he really did. He really intrigued me throughout the entire film. Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't really touched on yet, and some of it's slightly spoilerish, so I didn't want to dive into it too much. The worms. Dude, the worms blew me. I didn't expect. I know there were like I saw a couple of memes where it was like Dune is literally just about a bunch of worms, and like Not I was really. like, okay, that's pretty cool. The worms were dope. The worms are dope. They were the premise really, of the really movie, cool. but they were no. they were abs. They were a show stealer. Like every yeah. time I would see, every time I would hear, like, oh, here comes the worms. I'm like, oh fuck yes, let's go. And I love how it made them seem humongous. It was a legitimate point of tension. Every yeah. single time they mentioned the worm, or they were like, there's one. And like, you kind of saw it like moving closer. It mm-hmm. was like, I mean, we had like, they left time. They left, they, they made room for that to feel that tension as the worm gets closer and closer and closer. Um, the scene when they were, when Paul and his mom were running across the field, there were like the, the Fremen like sand traps where they were like making sound again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul jumps or whatever. And the worm like rises up and looks at him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy crap. What is that, man? Yeah, uh, yeah. But I really liked it. I thought that was, um, I thought the worms were really, really cool. Uh, addition to that story and yeah and i know for a and i know for a fact that the worms are going to play a major role in the lore of dune not spoiling anything but the worms do play a huge part in in dune one thing i want to talk about was the the visions the visions that led up all the way to the quote-unquote holy war i think that's just another part of it's his destiny I, i don't I didn't really read anything further into that. I think his destiny is to be with Zendaya. Obviously, they have good yeah. chemistry. I mean, that's, yeah. that's for the kinda, for the that's what the biggest for thing the what the five um, minutes of screen time she had. I really I, I expected so many, her to have more. So I was, many like, people were pissed to the fact that Zendaya was uh, advertised, marketed to be in the movie like yeah. a good duration of time, and she only got like 
five minutes it's minus okay. I mean, the visions. I'm okay with how they did it. You know what I mean? That's like, cool. Yeah. But it I, made I'm her okay. it made her sound so much like a oh, he's gonna get betrayed. Like a he's main gonna, cast member, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. it it made her so like unease whenever we finally met her. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Paul, don't go for it, Paul. Paul, you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble, Paul. Don't well, do it. Well, it was funny because even when he went to duel with the guy, she came over and she was like, He will kill you. He's a great fighter. But at least you'll yeah. die with honor. I was like, Holy least, crap, man. Least, like, what? It would be an honor like, for you to die with my one? sword. I was yeah. like, Damn, Zendaya? Okay. Yeah, it was funny. But a lot of good things, man. There I it leaves me intrigued. The score was amazing. The cinematography, the way it looked was amazing. The ensemble cast was amazing. Um Dune. The, the plot was really, really good. It was a lot. Again, I would need to rewatch this movie a second time to really let the plot sink in. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was good. So a lot of interesting stuff. So Miguel, I hate this question. I hate it with a passion. What's your rating? Oh, oh boy. Here's why I hate this question. I hate rating films because I'm that like we obviously we, we are no we look. Rate, I I'm okay with rating on films. like a zero to ten scale, but like what I don't your... I hate rating this type of movie because it's so new to me. I even hate rating like films that I love. Like I, I just I don't I don't like it. Or like franchise films, like the Halloween movies. Like I I have a ranking. Like I could rank them like the ones I like the most, but like they're. I don't know. It's hard to give it a. It's hard to give it a score. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Krishan says, "I feel like this is a spinoff where the movie Riddick came from." Yeah, I think I've actually heard somebody. Oh wow, it to Riddick. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. Speak. I don't know anything about Riddick, so I mean, I can't. Well, the Riddick lore is just insanely dense as well. No, you're not wrong at all. I could see that being a spinoff, but I don't think it is. I don't think. I think Riddick is his own storyline, own universe, so to speak, and because it's primarily focused on Riddick. But I unfortunately was spoiled with the whole story of uh, Dune, so I know it's not uh, a spinoff from Riddick. I look, by the way, IGN, fuck you guys. I literally after the movie, I watched your video of Dune explained in five minutes. I was like, okay, yeah, it'll talk about the movie. Nah, bro, he literally spoiled the entire franchise to me. I know everything that happened in that movie now, and I'm utterly pissed off. But it made me more interested to see how they do it. Right. So, with that being said, buddy, no, it's definitely not a spinoff of Riddick. It's a, it's an entirely different story. I recommend if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is insane. You will actually love it. I'm pretty sure you would. It was good. It was definitely good. So, your rating, rating before we move on, I would give it an eight. Really? I'd give it an eight. Yeah. Miguel is gonna give it an eight point. Oh man, eight point oh from Miguel. It's a rookie rating, you know. You know, it's a rookie rating. <laughs> Miguel comes in with the eight point oh. For me, I there were a lot of things I liked. I think, um, that I don't know why this is the score that just like immediately came to mind as soon as it was done. There were a lot of things I liked. It did leave me wanting more. Um, and honestly, I think the more and more I watch it, the more and more my rating would probably go up closer to an eight. I'm going to give it a 7.3. 7.3. 7.3 okay. for right now. Uh, it's, it wasn't really on the cusp of 7.5, but it was on, it was, it was in between. It, it wasn't, 
I, I was going to say bad enough, but of course it's not, I shouldn't say bad enough. It wasn't a bad film by any means. It was a fantastic film. Um, but again, for me, my taste, uh, I liked it. There were a lot of things that I really, really liked. Um, and again, and that's coming from really someone that doesn't like Star Wars. There's nothing, but it's not that I don't like Star Wars. I was just never as, I, it never, I never got as delved into the lore and into i can appreciate star wars for what it is i mean i enjoy watching it every now and then but i'm not one of those people who is like i know what color han solo's underwear is like i just i don't like i just, i don't know you know what i mean um and that's kind of how i felt about dune i was like i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying the experience um but again i if i knew more about the lore if i um if i watched it again this would probably go up to a 7.58 Okay. Yeah, I can. I I can accept that. Or what is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Wait, let me see. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea. It's uh, it's fresh. It it's fresh. Eighty three percent. So. Oh, I assume it's fresh with with the critics, and then audience score is a ninety percent. Holy fuck! Really? Holy shit! Is it what? It's it's a ninety percent. Yeah, I mean it's a great. Damn. Do not get me wrong. Don't take the. I know. There's been a lot of discussion about this, even with Halloween Kills. Dave McRae's talked about this ad nauseum. There's a lot of people that are like, if you don't give it a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten, it sucks. And I'm that don't take that. Like, I don't mean that. I my rating score is for me, I guess the way I think about when I rate a film, how much did I really enjoy it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is one of those films, it didn't make me like like I didn't freak out. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But I was also like, you know what? That was pretty good. Like, I really enjoyed that. That was, that yeah. was, a, that was a fun ride. It was a good story. Um, so pretty much where the, yeah. the 7.3 comes from. So, guys, mm-hmm. please, if you're watching After the Fact, let us know what you thought of Dune in the comments below. Um, guys, please be sure if you're watching right now, leave us a like. We are going to react next to the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City Nightmare trailer. A new trailer dropped uh on november well today's the seventh so what thursday thursday Um, a new trailer for resident evil welcome to raccoon city dropped on thursday so we're going to react to that trailer now um i've heard the thing that i heard about this trailer is that there are are a lot of kills and a lot of guts and a lot of a lot of gore so this is i think it's kind of close to a red band trailer i don't think although i don't believe it actually is so miguel are you ready to watch the resident evil welcome to raccoon city official trailer absolutely and it's coming right, out so november me... 24th Holy i know we're getting close man we are getting super super close to resident evil um let me make sure that we have sound here yes we do all right here we go this is the uh miguel are you ready i'm ready this is the resident evil welcome to raccoon city nightmare trailer here we go in three two one hello Ugh. What's your name? Yeah. Okay, so that's fucked. The hell happened here? The Umbrella Corporation's been experimenting on this town since we were kids. People are getting sick. It's growing on we me, have man. To stop Umbrella. Show me your hands. What the? F- the world needs to know what's really going on. <gasps> oh, oh, you saw that, didn't you? Shit, that was Tyrant. 
Dude, it uh, we didn't get a good glimpse of him, but that was dope. Yeah, but we didn't get like, I, a full cool frontal of him, but it I was I'm like, little, I was a little nervous with how they were going to do Tyrant because, like, I mean, the design of some of the Resident Evil uh, monsters are pretty over the top. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, anytime you try to tra- transfer that to the big screen, it's like, uh, I don't know, but it looks good, good luck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this it. one obviously looks a lot better than uh, the previous uh, trailers, <sighs> mainly because it gave it uh, it gave it its horror aspect. Yeah. It didn't make it sound. It didn't make it seem like a purely actiony kind of thing. It made it a little bit more horror esque, so to speak. Yes, it actually showed a lot more zombies. It showed it showed the same zombies, but in a different uh, light, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more jump scares, so that's pretty good. So I'm sure you're gonna be a fan of that, buddy. I'm I'm so. glad you just said that because I I'm a I'm in the the camp that Resident Evil needs to be a horror film. If you're gonna do mm-hmm. a film adaptation, it needs to be a horror film. And I know the games kind of moved in this direction, and I love Resident Evil Four and Five <clears> and Six. Um, but I, part of the issue with where the Paul W.S. Anderson films went and it was less horror based and it was more watch Mila Jovovich jump out of a burning building. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's cool. Like it's amazing. But, and and of course there was some of that in the first Resident Evil and in Apocalypse. Uh, But this does have more of a survival horror vibe to it. And of course there's going to be action. I mean, duh. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get a Chris roundabout kick somebody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course no punching boulders though i don't want to see rick punching a rock like we did at the end of resident evil 5 yeah, like yeah. i mean none of that but there is i mean seriously there, there there's a lot of things the first time i watched the resident evil trailer i was like oh yeah like, he had that know. he had that but the more stomach. and more i watched it i was like you know what okay i'm like i i i get it like i think i think i understand where they're going i i and it, and it does i must say it looks exactly like the game exactly mm-hmm. like the game does so and I, have you noticed they're not really showing like a ton of different things like it we're, was the same it was the same scenes over and over that trailer was basically the just only kind thing of a, that a rehashing of the same moments that we've gotten from other from the other only trailers. new thing was a uh, tyrant that was the only new thing i saw it was true, tyrant, and that was it myself. the only new villain we saw was tyrant yeah we saw Which new locations again, so what we saw new locations. Did you not know yes, that? Yes, we did see new locations. Yeah. You're right. Um, and I do, I got to give them props, man. The scenery and the the set designs are identical. Identical to the game. In regards to the mansion. Um, I, I can't really speak for like Raccoon City and everything else. Oh, no. Raccoon City is spot on. The art, the police department, um, even the, the graffiti and the, like the street signs and stuff like that, like little things. I mean, you can tell Johannes Roberts really is a true fan of the games, um, and that they're literally trying to bring the games onto the big screen. And okay. I really do appreciate that. So, um, lots of excitement for Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, man. And we are literally, we're really only like two and a half weeks. We really are. We're not far, man. So no. uh, we are definitely going to have a full episode reviewing Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City when that drops. That's going to be a big episode for me, man. Uh, I'm a, again, you guys know I'm a huge Resident Evil guy. 
Resident Evil is the thing that got me into horror. So I'm yeah, this big, is gonna be exciting. I'm exciting sure. I'm sure this made him more excited for Resident Evil. I'm still on the on the uh, fence with it, so to speak, mainly because of the uh, liberties they're gonna take with the plot. Which, which by the way, and I am too. People, I'm scared with that as well. People have taken liberties with plots, as you could see with uh, the legendary Godzilla movies. They took law lots of liberties in their in their in their plots compared to the original um, source material, but it works. It works yeah. beautifully. So great. <clears throat> I'm just gonna see if they do the same thing with this one. That's it. My yeah. my only fear with the plot is that there is so the you know whether you're a Resident Evil fan or not, you know if you are, you you'll know that the the lore of that franchise is so rich and so mm -hmm. deep. I mean, there's, the, I mean, there's Resident Evil fan fiction. There's comic books. There's a million different video games and spinoffs. I mean, there's the main series, but there's also, I mean, for every main game, there's two or three spinoffs. And there, I mean, it's just the, the, the lore of Resident Evil is about never ending. I mean, and there, my fear is that that's a lot of information to shove into one movie, because you have to remember, this is basically combining Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 for sure, maybe even three. And again, I think the way to do this, if you're trying to set up a universe, which I don't remember what it was on, it might have been on IGN, but I remember reading that this is going to be the start of the Resident Evil universe. Like they're rebooting because, of course, everything has to be a universe now. Yeah. This is going to be the start of the Resident Evil like universe. So, um, I, there, I, I would be willing to bet as long as this does well at the box office which i'm assuming it will uh because well, it they, is they thought the, the same thing with the mummy so i'm just saying oh. i mean that's fair but i think resident evil is a little bigger than the mummy though too. i would say you know i mean yeah but i would say um let's be honest because we were we were all looking forward to that monster universe not the monster verse with the godzilla but yeah i was a little i was a little excited for the monster monster verse with like you know dracula untold the mummy and all of that coming out, like I was excited, but then when the Mummy came out, I haven't seen the Mummy. Oh, the one with Tom Cruise. I haven't either. But I, I know that it bombed. I heard it was, garbage. Heard it was, was garbage. absolute garbage, so I didn't even bother to. to and watch that it, caused but... and that caused that whole Monster Universe thing to be put on hold. So that it crumbled. It. I don't think it even got put on hold. I think it just basically crumbled the whole thing, which sucks um, because I would have loved to see that. So to speak, kind of like a Van Helsing trying to like take on all the ghouls and monsters of um, that we all grew up on. And right. I love like I'm so sad that they uh, I thought in my head that Dracula Untold was like the start of that monster verse because mm -hmm. it made it seem like it. Have you seen Dracula Untold? No, I have not no. seen that one. Go no. watch that, man. It like they they I, I read that somewhere that that wasn't. It wasn't going to be the star of that universe, but it so mm -hmm. should. It was such I'm a good movie. I'm telling you, man, there there is a lot of potential to go back and remake the the Universal monster films: Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, The Mummy, Creature of the mm -hmm. Black Lagoon, all of those things. Like, there's there's so much potential potential there, um, and I feel like we've never really tapped into that. Like, if you could, and I'm not talking like a a spoofy thing or a, a B-rated horror movie action flick. I'm talking a real scary iteration of the Wolfman and mm. a real scary iteration of Dracula. 
Because I don't I know, man. Be because done. they really they really set the done. bar. They set the bar with with Benicio del Toro's uh, The Wolfman. That's fair. Like, you remember remember that movie? That movie was yep. gruesome. It was scary yeah, and was. gruesome all at the good. same time. And then uh, Dracula Untold. It wasn't scary, but God, Lee, it showed the true power of like Dracula. It really right. put him. It put his his uh his uh capabilities and powers at full display oh i, I remember it watching did. that movie and i was like holy fuck here we go yeah. so it's unfortunate that, that that universal monster universe was like you know shattered because it, that thing had so much potential but obviously the mummy had to fuck it up but that's fine so i mean all of that to say there there is an equal amount of potential with the resident evil. i mean there could be this resident evil universe could be the best thing since sliced bread but because the lore is so rich and there's so much there, I don't want them to rush it. Like, I feel like it, it's, you have so much to play with. Take your time and really milk it. And I know well, it's diehard Resident Evil fans would be fine taking their time. And they have to move a little bit quicker because they have to sell this to general audiences too. That's what but I was going mean, to say. Yeah. Because they're... They're literally uh, gambling with the fact that this this series is gonna just say is gonna green lit and say go for it, make your story. So they're either gonna get that or it was just gonna be a one off. So they have to tell as much of the story as they can in the event that they aren't able to later on. You know, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's like if they know that they're not gonna get a universe built, you might as well just tell as much of the story as you can. But if you, they're already green lit for it, then yeah. They're going to hold back on some of it. But in my head right now, with the amount of story that they're just throwing out there, I don't think they're, I think, I don't think they're given the green light yet for making a universe. So that's, that's, that's the reason why it seems like it may be a little bit rushed because they don't know if they're going to get another. That's fair. That's, that's actually a very good point. And I hadn't thought about it that way, but um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see story and plot wise where this movie goes and especially where it ends. Because I think, again, if you end this movie kind of at the beginning of the Raccoon City outbreak, like the real outbreak, obviously we're going to get some of that with a mansion. We're going to get certain things. But if you end it with like, it's really the outbreak and like a Raccoon City is locked down and they're getting ready to nuke it, then you expand on that in the next film. Um, that would be really cool. But then where do you go after Raccoon City? Are they going to go Resident Evil 4? Is Leon going to be in Europe looking for Ashley? Or are we going to go to Africa with five? I mean, are they really going to... How closely are we going to follow each iteration of the game? Or are we going to get different spinoffs? Are we going to get the Outbreak movies? Are we going to get Code Veronica? Are, like, there's so... That's what I mean. There's so many different ways that this could go. You know yep. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's so many different... I mean, it's almost an infinite amount of direction that you have. Um, but there's also a lot of opportunity. To, it's like a double-edged sword. You have a ton of, of opportunity, but you also have an equal amount of opportunity to screw it all up. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my biggest fear. But guys, let us know what you think of the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City uh, trailer, the Nightmare trailer in the comments below. Um, real quick, Halloween Gruesome Kills. Sorry, I'm back, guys. No problem, man. Uh, glad to see you back here. J-Dead sent this a while ago. Shout out to all the homies that once got busy in a Burger King bathroom and got... And got the rash to prove it. What? <laughs> all right, J-Dead. Oh. You got jokes. 
Okay. All right. So to to round us out, we're at an hour and five minutes. Please, if you have not already, leave us a like. Uh, we that really helps us out a lot. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to our channel. We do new shows every single Monday and Friday. Uh, to round us out here, we're gonna check out the Stranger Things season four trailer, which I just saw is number three on trending. So obviously, because uh, fucking hell, it's a big deal, man. Stranger Things has been here since fucking two thousand and what. 15 16 maybe i think yeah, it's a big deal yeah it's been here for a while like about this so yeah um i'm kind of curious miguel let's hop in yeah i'm curious to see so, how because you know because you know first off stranger things kind of takes <sighs> like different horror aspects at different aspects of horror genres and you know gives it to us in a whole you know new generation so right. to speak so i'm curious to see what they take from this one and season mm-hmm. four I can tell you one thing. Just uh, well, it says "Welcome to California." I was about to say that ain't Hawkins. That ain't <laughs> like, Hawkins. No. That's not Indiana. I can tell you that right now. No, it ain't. Uh, but it, it does. Now that I just see, it says "Welcome to California." So uh, this is the Stranger Things season four teaser trailer. Here we go. In three, two, one, eleven. Dear Mike, today is day one hundred eighty-five. I think I have finally adapted. So Millie Bobby Brown is now just she's, she's a teenage girl now, officially. Are we moving into like '90s now? I think so. I even like school now. I think so. Yeah. I have made lots of friends. They look so old. Like <laughs> even so. I am ready for spring. It looks stereotypically 80s, 90s. It's hilarious. I get to see you. We will have the best spring break ever. (laughs) Oh, shit. What? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um. Again, I don't know where the plot's gonna go. That's the biggest <laughs> question. Is like, what do you like? There's so, a lot of on, action. This looks. I will say, this looks like the biggest, the biggest season in terms of like. There's gonna be a lot of action. Like there were like yeah. four different explosions that we just saw in that, like in that like yeah. minute and a half, you know, teaser. Yeah. So wait, the preface, preface this trailer, I guess, you know, I guess not preface, but uh, everyone is spread out now. In the previous yeah. season, after everything's happened in Hawkins, they all just moved away. Like, like I guess uh, Eleven and uh, that other kid. I guess Eleven went to move with uh, with, with Mike. With, yeah, with Mike. Because of what no, happens with to Will. Sorry, with, with Will, Will after what happens to uh, Hopper, because I guess Hopper is now in like a in like a Russian government facility. That man's a uh, slave he, now. Yeah, that man's a slave. Well, if now. you remember that trailer, he's literally he's like a Russian slave. I mean, he was sitting there like pitchfork on like a railroad or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, and so everyone is spread out. Everyone's living their lives, and I guess they're all going to come together again in the in spring break. Which fuck, I guess a lot's going to happen in a week. Well. A lot of interesting things like I, I know um, 
that like you said they're all separated i love how stereotypical like 80s and 90s it looks like it's so I know, great it's, it's I, so... I love it it's such a vibe <laughs> yeah. um but i my biggest question is what's gonna happen with the upside down and i, I saw one theory stating that what if the russians try to weaponize the upside down because of course like we saw at the end of the third season uh they also had the demogorgon like one of the like the like the not not the big over the demodogs monster but like the actual demogorgon from like the first season um like the walk on two legs like the mouth opens or whatever and it was like oh okay so i mean are they going to try to weaponize it and is this going to be 11 and the rest of them fighting back hopper trying to get back to the states and them kind of finding each other again um i'm curious to see where this is going to go and i remember if you all remember the duffer brothers said they're not going to let stranger things go 10 seasons like stranger things there is a limit to this story there is an ending to this story and it it would only go four or five seasons you know what i mean i Mm -hmm. swear if they try to put in y2k and make this a part of it i'm done uh but like i there's an ending and i mean we're coming up on an ending like i I believe they said only four or five seasons it's gonna Um, get to it's gonna get to y2k i'm just calling it right now how'd you say it yeah it's gonna get to y2k I would be an underlining reason why Y2K is such a big thing. And then they're going to make it into, into stranger things. I I can see that happening. That we're only going to go to five seasons. That would, that's my gut feeling. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know. It's making that move. It's one of the hottest things ever right now. I mean, it's literally, it's, I mean, it's one of the hottest (laughs) shows. And I mean, we haven't had a season in two years and it's still one of the hottest things right now. Yeah. It's still being watched. It's still being talked about, even when it's been, Again, off the air since before COVID. Uh, Holy fuck! Yeah, you're right. It really has been, man. It's been a while since the the last season of Stranger Things aired, so I'm very curious to see where it's gonna go. Um, do you think anybody's gonna die? Like huh? any main characters? Do you think any main characters are gonna die? They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. One. I feel like if you're if you're gonna die. try to start to wrap up this story, the stakes got to be higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks it does. There's a lot of action in this. I mean, in this teaser trailer um and my, like my, said, they're they're spaced out uh yeah my, my main gripe about it is like they didn't it didn't seem like there wasn't any stakes in the game with uh any of the main characters you kind of already assume everyone was gonna make it obviously yeah. i'm like we could see that hopper was gonna go and at the end of that season but like, i kind of really figured that was gonna happen <laughs> it was mean? pretty easy yeah i felt bad for uh what's his name not Patton oswald uh what's his name the guy that oh, was yeah. dating uh, um, uh, Mike's uh, Barry uh, mother, like yeah, yeah, Barry. Yeah. His death was his death was. I mean, I'm sorry, but for any TV show, his death was rough. I was like, yeah, he's up there with Glenn and Abraham, man. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh come on, man, you had to give him a better send off than that. So yeah, unfortunately, well, it was a good but... send off because it kind of made you sick to your stomach because it, it came out of nowhere and it was actually kind of bloody. Like it was actually kind of a gruesome death. Mm-hmm. for you know what i mean for this show but mm-hmm. i'm excited man i'm I'm super stoked to see uh where this franchise goes and where it ends um and i i'm yeah. kind of i'm not gonna lie i'm okay with the fact that they're only gonna go a certain number of seasons you know what i mean because you don't want it to become 
a never ending. It's just an ongoing. It's just like a new way to fluff it up and to to kind of spin the wheel again the next year. You know, you don't want that. It's kind so. of it's probably because they have this. Uh, probably because Netflix has this new thing called uh, Fear Street, which is you know I don't know. It's gonna know. be interesting to see when when a uh, Stranger Thing comes out. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they compare it to Fear Street because again, it's like it's just a new generation of horror. You know what I mean? For like the Absolutely. younger generation. So, it, and in regards to Fear Street, I mean, the stakes are real. Like people that you right. knew that you knew and watched along, I mean, they were getting, they were kicking the bucket. But yeah. in regards to Stranger Things, I mean, they obviously save, they're obviously safe for the entire movie. So I would like to see more stakes in the game, so yeah. to speak. Are you okay with the whole Russian thing? What do you mean? Like the whole Russian underlining tone, like the Russians are doing something under this and, you know, they're trying to take control of something. I, I do think they're playing into that cult, which, again, I I have nothing against Russians. Like, that's not what I mean. And I don't think the, the writers do either. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know why they would, but I think it's just playing into that Cold War era-esque mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think it's I have I that thought did cross my mind. I was like, eh, it's just kind of like not very tasteful you know what i mean but i think that more and no, more I not, about it, I was that's like, not what i meant uh, it's it's okay like that's I'm, really not that's not what i meant guys what what i mean is when when we saw stranger things it was primarily about like scientists fucking up opening yeah, a dimension that's and true the demons are coming out it was very much its own thing yeah but then when the whole russian thing came out i was like okay so it's just gonna be about a bunch of kids going against russia and the demons. That's fair. And the upside down. So I it was, was like a little bit of a twist that I wasn't expecting when that happened. Yeah, but again, if they do it right, cool. I'm all right with that. And yeah. obviously, I'm sure they will. I don't think it'll be very spy-ish kind of thing how they did with like the previous season, where it was like trying to figure out what's going on, like underlining with the government. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm down with that. But I don't want like a Red Dawn thing kind of kind of ish vibe you know what i mean yeah i hope it i hope they in a good way i hope they stay in their wheelhouse i mean obviously the story has to grow it has to become something Mm -hmm. new it has to evolve but i hope that they it still feels stranger things it still feels like this intimate story between this ensemble cast you know what i mean yeah exactly where I, i think that's the reason i mean obviously the the retro stuff the the callbacks to the 80s and 90s the horror the 80s horror esque that the show gives off that's a big part of it. But I mean, people love the relationship between those four kids and between L and between um, Jonathan and, uh, and who I forget their names, um, but, but between the older kids too. I mean, it's like that whole group, just their, their chemistry is what makes the show so good. Um, but guys, let us know what you think of the, uh, the stranger things trailer, uh, the, the newest welcome to California teaser trailer in the comments below. If you're watching after the fact, uh, please be sure to do the same guys. I think that is going to do it for this week's episode. Well, for this Sunday's episode, of yeah. let's talk movies. Um, again, this was our rescheduled 48th episode. We are two episodes away from our 50th. Like, I know, is right? That not crazy. That blows my friggin' mind to think that we are two away from 50. Uh, and I mean, I, 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 sweet. I mean, I love it. I, 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 it's, it's crazy to think how far we've come. Uh, this week, I do believe we are going to do an episode on Spider-Man No Way Home. Surprise. I haven't really talked to you about that a lot. But um, we've been kind of hesitant to talk 
some of the leaks and some of the things going on with Spider-Man No Way Home, but I think we're kind of, not us personally, but I think as a whole, the industry is kind of at a place to do that now. Yeah. Um, and especially, I know we're supposed to, I'm watching the clock. I'm watching my Twitter feed. Uh, it's 7.52 right now. Um, but I know, I think we're supposed to be getting a, an official poster tonight around 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, and I think it's like six o'clock uh, Pacific time. So, and that, of course that's according to Daniel Rickman, RPK, a whole bunch of different industry insiders. They're saying something is coming tonight. Um, and of course it's probably just going to be a trailer or not a trailer, a poster. That's definitely uh, we're, a trailer. We're still waiting on that trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about this week as well. Um, just because there's a lot to go over with Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we are going to get together pretty soon and we're going to get working on some new stuff for Purely and Simply Evil, which is our horror show. The first two episodes are available on a playlist on our channel, uh, and you can go check those out until your heart's content. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, please be sure to leave us a like and comment down below. What did you think of Dune? What did you think of the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer and the Stranger Things teaser? Please leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Talk the Movies. We're also on TikTok at the same handle. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, and we will see you in the next one, guys. Take care, okay? Peace.